Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagon Begone. I'm really glad to speak to everybody today. Uh, it's after the Chagim. For those of you who came to see me last night at Pico in Jerusalem, I'm so glad that you came. We had a really packed house. Uh, I hope that you got something out of the talk. And I love speaking live. So if anybody wants to arrange some live talks in Jerusalem or Beit Shemesh or Beitar or wherever it is that you live, I'm happy to come and speak to your group. Um, Tov, I want to catch up, answer some questions. Um, I took some notes and I'm going to admit it's been a little bit crazy in my house over the Chagim. Um, and so I'm not sure if I actually answered these questions or not. I, I want to I wanna talk about these things. I don't think I did them. Um, I'm going to deal with my newest call first because I think it's still sort of a lot of people, like a lot on people's minds. Um, Essie called me and says... She um, would like some more information on freezer organization. And it's funny because I just came across an article, Hashkacha Pratit, so uh, about how to organize your freezer. So I'm going to just sort of um, sum up what it says. Um, she also asked me about a detergent closet. SDM, sorry, I don't, I don't know what that is. If you could call me back and give me a few more specifics. What she did say that she has for her spices, which is a great idea. Um, I actually don't have a space for this in my house, but my mom uses this and it's really helpful is that she has a lazy Susan, which is, um, a wheel basically that sits in a cabinet. It's really great. Lazy Susans are really, really great for corner cabinets. It seems like they, you know, don't net you as much space, but it's actually a lot easier to access um, things in cabinets when they're on like Lazy Susans. For those of you that don't know, a Lazy Susan is uh, a wheel attached to some sort of pedestal that can turn around and, and circle like the whole cabinet. So it's especially good for spices um, where you just, you know, spin the wheel and look around for the spices that you want. I used to have one actually in my bottom cabinet, in my corner bottom cabinet in my old apartment in New York. Um, it was great. I stored my pots on it. It was great because I could, you know, I didn't have to like take everything out to get to the ones in the back. So if you have the option to install Lazy Susan in a corner cabinet, it's really, I think, worth the extra money. Um, it does feel like, you know, you lose space, but in actuality, I think you actually net yourself a little bit more space. So let me just um, tell you, um, I saw this article in Real Simple Magazine. Um, there's a few parts here on the freezer. So I'm just going to read you what it says. Uh, I'm giving credit, not plagiarizing or anything. Um, I'll, I'll tell you these tricks and I'll give you my thoughts on the tricks. So the first trick is um, to use a permanent marker and freezer tape, uh, which won't come loose in the cold. Uh, it's the best bet for clear, legible freezer labels. If you're using tape, you can dog ear a small corner before sticking it onto the container so it's easy to peel off later. Dog ears just fold a little triangle. Um, and that's great. You could use, you know, also masking tape or washi tape is also really good. Um, the ideal label should include the name of the dish, the date, heating instructions, and the discard date. Uh, arrange items so that all labels are facing forward. If you're big on meal prep, keep a freezer inventory checklist in the kitchen or better yet on the freezer, which we talked about before. When you pull out dinner, cross it off. Um, I think a whiteboard would actually be the best thing to do in that case. 
Uh, zero waste style, I keep a water soluble crayon. You can get them in like any art store in my uh, silverware drawer and I write on all my containers with those. Uh, it washes off when I put it in the washing machine, in the dishwasher. Even when I wash by hand, it just washes straight off. So um, that's what I like to do. It saves money on the tape. Um, it should still work in the freezer. You can buy a black marker or you can buy something called a china marker, which um, is really like a crayon uh, and part of it like peels off, but it's a lot less waste um, and it's also water soluble. Okay, so let's just talk about making the most space of your freezer. So um, to keep cold air circulating, store food away from freezer vents. Save the door shelf for the warmest parts of the freezer. Like for the, it's the warmest part of the freezer. So save that for flowers and nuts, which can go rancid at room temperature. But um, you know, if the door, the reason why you don't want to store them in the door is because the door opens all the time. So it's exposed to the most warm air. Nuts and flour go, I store all my nuts in the freezer actually. Uh, nuts go rancid at room temperature, but as long as they're kept relatively cold, they'll be fine. So opening the door won't make a difference. It's also a good place um, if your husbands want to store, you know, a bottle of alcohol, that's the best place to do it. Um, store food in gallon sized plastic bags. Now, I don't like that. I try to use, um, I actually try to use plastic in the freezer. It, for me, it's the best bet, plastic containers. Um, I like how they stack, but, um, and, and they're less waste. Um, so even though they're plastic, I haven't found a metal or glass container that can actually survive in the freezer. Uh, so I still do use plastic for that. Um, I remove, it says remove store-bought items from bulky packaging and place in bags and label with heating instructions. Use a shoebox or clear container for smaller items such as Parmesan rinds or vegetable scraps for stock. So for example, if you buy like a box of chicken fingers, but you know, truthfully, I don't see how that really saves you a lot of space. So you could do it if you want. Try it. Let, let me know what happens. Um, and then it says reserve the bottom shelf for heavier items that could leak, such as meat and casseroles. Use the top shelf for more delicate items like sliced bread, ice cream, and bags of fruits and vegetables. And then it says how to freeze soups for maxima to maximize storage space. So the first thing it says is once the soup has cooled, pour it into a gallon sized plastic freezer bag, leaving a little extra room at the top because liquids expand as they freeze. Squeeze out any air and steel seal shut. Label the bag and then place it in a single single layer like flat on a baking sheet and freeze until it's solid. This will keep the bags from wrapping around the wire shelving. And then remove the tray and stack the bags until you're ready to thaw them or you could store them upright. So that's what I saw. It was good timing uh, about the freezer storage. Um, I hope that's really helpful for everybody. Uh, okay, so I got a call about how do I make my lemon and vinegar cleaner. I have a glass of lemon water every morning. It really helps me detox, it purifies the liver. And just as a side tangent note, I just did a, a, a detox after Sukkot and it feels like really, really great. I did the one from flowliving.com, which is the book I told you about Woman Code last time. And um, it really, really helped me and I highly recommend it. It's, it's either vegetarian or vegan. Most of the days are vegan. And I have to say, 
not eating meat, not eating dairy, not eating fish, all that stuff, I feel great. I have so, I feel like I have so much energy and I, I definitely feel like I'm sleeping a lot better. Um, and I even feel like I need uh, less sleep. <laughs> so that's a plus. Um, okay, so lemon and vinegar. I have lemons every single day almost. Um, and so I usually compost the rinds, but a lot of times I'll juice a few lemons at once, like maybe Arab Shabbos, because I, you know, will juice it before Shabbos because I don't want to deal with it on Shabbos. And then I take a jar and I fill it like halfway with vinegar and halfway with lemons and I leave it under my kitchen sink and I let it soak there for a few weeks. And then I just pour it into um, a water bottle, half and half with water and you know, I, I can leave the rest of the vinegar in the container. I could give it to a friend, whatever. Um, but the lemon vinegar really, really helps detox. You could all, I mean, to clean, you could also do it if you have a lot of orange peels. It works good too. It has a really nice smell. Okay. Um, someone asked me to speak about minimalism. So I'll give you the definition of minimalism. Minimalism is all about um, the reassessment of your priorities so you can stop I'm sorry. So you can strip away the excess stuff, things, ideas, relationships, activities that you don't have, that don't have value or don't bring value to your life are, are all what being a minimalist is about. Removing those things, activities, relationships, stuff, ideas that don't bring value to your life. Um, but it isn't like, it's not, to me, minimalism is is an overall way of of being, and I actually think that the concept in minimalism does really, really align itself with like our Jewish values. I mean, as you all know, I really believe that having less is the key to living a more full, happy, you know, spiritual life, and and that's really, in my opinion, what minimalism is. Now, it's hard to be like the uh, like a true hardcore minimalist if you keep kosher. It's just hard because there's so much that comes along with keeping kosher. And it's really hard to be a true minimalist if you have kids because it's not just you in the equation and it's not just your husband in the equation even. I mean, it's a whole family and we're talking three, four, five, ten kids, whatever amount of kids you have. It's a lot of people that you have to deal with and each person comes with their own set of stuff. So to me, minimalism is just the way that we see the world and that we don't need as much of the shiny, fancy, new stuff to, to feel happy. Um, it's not always about getting something new. Last night at the, at the um, speech I gave, the talk I gave at Pico, a lady asked me afterwards, I always buy myself, instead of buying myself a food treat, I buy myself a small something treat, like a little trinket or something, but it's waste and it's garbage and it makes me feel better at the time, but after a while, it's just clutter. What what can I swap that out for? And, and that to me is like the essential minimalist question. What can I swap out the things for? And I said to her, get a manicure, get a pedicure, get a massage, you know, go have, you know, 30 minutes in the park by yourself, listen to a meditation. There's a million things that you could do, even with purchasing, spending your money that you can do um, 
where you don't have to actually pay for something. You can pay for a service. And she said to me, but a manicure or pedicure or massage or any of those things, they cost so much more money than, you know, 99 cents. And I said, that's true. But when you treat yourself and you give part, you take care of yourself, you participate in self-care, you're giving, you're going to be able to give more to everybody else. When you're relaxed, when you're, you know, feeling great, it's easier for you to give where you need to give to everybody else. So instead of purchasing to make us feel better, do something nice for yourself to make you feel better. Make your goals a little bit bigger. So instead of saying, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and then I'm going to get a prize, say, I'm going to do ABC and XYZ, and then I'm going to get a bigger prize. And that to me is all the way to be minimalist because saying that you need something in your life, like a physical thing to reward yourself for something good that you've done is the antithesis to having less because it just increases what you have. So to me, minimalism is more like the spiritual idea of Getting rid of things that, you know, are no longer valuable, important to you in your life anymore. So um, for me, that's been a lot of getting rid of physical things. Um, I think that it could be anything for other people. It could be moving to a new place. It could be discontinuing a relationship with someone who's toxic. It could be, you know, setting more strict guidelines. But to me, minimalism just isn't only about the stuff. It's also about the results of reducing from every aspect of your life. So I hope that um, answers the question. And if you want to ask more about it, I'm, I'm happy to discuss uh, if you give me a specific question. Okay. Razy in Lakewood um, asked about, oh, asked about freezer storage too. So um, I answered your question already. Um, she actually also bought a dishwasher and did a cost analysis and about what the dishwasher will cost versus using um, and she actually figured out that using the dishwasher, I'm not sure over what period of time, but will save her money over a certain period of time versus the Chad Pami. So it's worthwhile to do the Cheshbon and see, you know, if the dishwasher will actually save you money if you have uh, room. Um, okay, Hadassah from Lakewood asked me how to get the label off the coconut oil. I'm still working on that. <laughs> I haven't found a great method. For now, I have like a leftover bottle of Gugon, and I usually soak the bottle uh, in Gugon and hot water, like very hot boiling water, and then I just am able to peel off the residue, and that sort of, that sort of works. Uh, the coconut oil bottles are really difficult to get off. I don't know why, but in general, most glass jars are not that hard to get off. So if you soak them in hot water with a little bit of soap, even that should be fine. And then she asked me, how do you do breakfast for dinner? Uh, don't your kids eat, you know, Fleischick meals at school? And I was a little surprised, so I asked some of my friends who live in other communities, and they're like, yeah, our kids get lunch at school. Our kids don't get lunch at school. We pack them their lunch, or actually they pack their lunch themselves. They usually take a sandwich. Um, sometimes we give them tuna fish. Sometimes they take leftover chicken or rice from school, whatever. 
But um, we can give them breakfast for dinner because we don't really eat any dairy in the house. So if we make eggs, we make them fleshic because what's the difference? They're parv anyways. We just make them in a fleshic pot and then we put everything in the dishwasher. Um, if we make pancakes, we make them without milk because we don't eat milk. So it's not like a big loss for us to make things parv and then cook them in fleshic pans and put them, excuse me, put them in the dishwasher. Uh, and that's how we can do breakfast for dinner. Uh, okay. Shalamis called and said she, oh, she would like another interview. So if you guys have any, um, specifics of who you would like me to interview. I actually, I'm trying to set up a few more interviews. Uh, I have some good ideas that I want to surprise you though, but if anybody has specific, um, interviews requests, I'll happy to, I'll be happy to try to make that happen. Um, Simi from Lakewood called and said that for the lady with the art, for the art, you could give it to a doctor's office, which I think is a great idea. The lady who said she has a lot of art, um, I'm sure a lot of doctor's offices would like it. Uh, okay. Hindi called and said, whenever I organize my cabinets, a week later, they are all messed up. What can I do? It makes me nervous. I don't have the extra patience to make it look nice. It's a great question. And first of all, you probably have too much stuff, so chuck some stuff. It sounded like you're only having this problem in the kitchen, so correct me if I'm wrong, um, but after you get rid of everything you aren't using or things that are old, uh, the second thing you can do is get matching containers that will stack. I normally, you guys know me, I'm not a big proponent of going out and buying containers, but in this particular case, I think that for you, keeping the aesthetic nice will be easier if all the containers match and they all stack and they all fit together because it will be less of an issue about putting things back because they automatically stack each other. I personally use jars. I take the labels off as I just told you. Um, and I, I also take them to the mikvah. <laughs> and then I store them, I store my dry goods in them. And for me, that's really easy to keep in order because these glass jars fit just the right height in my shelf so I can't stack anything and they all fit together. I just push them straight into a line and they all, you know, push right into shape. So um, I, if you're going to get plastic, I suggest, you know, investing in a good set like a Tupperware set. They fit and they stack really nicely. They're airtight and they really last a long time and they have like a guarantee. So I recommend that, but there's tons of other good brands out there and... Um, I just really think it will be a lot easier for you to tidy up if everything has like a nicer aesthetic. You'll be much more motivated to do that and it will just be easier because they all fit together. So those were all my questions, actually. You guys have been sort of quiet. I'm surprised I didn't get more questions and more phone calls saying, hey, where are you? We miss you. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to record over Yom Tov. Uh, it was really busy. We actually, um, we got a dog. So he's a great dog. He doesn't bark. You see, I've been talking to you guys for you know, almost 20 minutes now, and he hasn't barked once. And he's here sitting with me here, and he's so sweet. And he's really well trained. We actually got him because he's a therapy dog. And... We felt that it would be a good step for our 
kids in helping them battle a little bit of an anxiety problem that they're having. Um, We also felt that having a dog um, would help our kids be more empathetic and give them a little bit bigger sense of responsibility because we just don't feel that they have like such a huge sense of responsibility or things that need to get taken care of. And it's really great. My youngest son takes the dog out for a walk every morning and my younger son, my older son takes the dog out for a walk in the afternoon. And I usually do that the, the late night. And that's great for me too, because now I'm walking about a little more than two miles every single day, almost every single day with the dog. Uh, so it's great. It's really great for me. I'm getting the exercise that I need. The kids are getting out a little bit more. My daughter handles all the like grooming of the dog and she sits and she pets him and she cuddles with him. And I can only tell you that it's just had such an amazing effect on my kids. Um, from the organizational standpoint, it's a kind of a nightmare. (laughs) We, on purpose, picked a dog that had short hair and didn't shed so much, but he actually sheds a lot. And one thing I, well, if you keep brushing him, he he sheds less, and we do, so that's been helpful. But I'm not sure if I ever mentioned that I have this before. I actually bought it secondhand. I have an iRobot, which is um, a, a vacuum cleaner that goes by itself. It's a round vacuum cleaner. It's made by iRobot. It's called the Roomba. Uh, I have a a model that I bought secondhand uh, for maybe like seven or 800 checkouts. And I love it. (laughs) I highly recommend it, especially if you need help, like with cleaning, like if it's overwhelming. We just, we only have it on our downstairs level, um, but we just use it for at nighttime even, we, we're all upstairs, we press it and we walk up the stairs and it just cleans my whole floor. And in the morning we empty out the trap and the next night we run it again. And the reason why I like it is before we had a dog, it was great because it forced us every night to do a quick cleanup uh, and just pick up whatever was on the floor and make sure everything is tidy before we get to sleep, which I have to say is a really nice way to wake up in the morning. Just We just take a few minutes to pick up everything off the floor. And the other thing about it that's great now that we have the dog is that it picks up all the like excess dog hair, which thank God it's not so much dog hair, but um, it's really, I, I don't know. For us, the iRobot is really a great trick. It's a great way that we automate. Um, I really, I don't know. I just, I, I, I can't believe I didn't really talk about it before. I, I think it's an investment that's highly worth it because it takes one thing off your plate. And actually, I think that that is the thing that keeps, that's the wa- reason why I don't have to have the cleaner come every single week. I can have him come every other week uh, because the floor is still getting vacuumed and clean and I don't have to do it. And that's not to say that I don't you know, sweep the floor at other times. It's not like, okay, I spilled the Cheerios and I just am going to pick up, you know, let it sit there until the robot goes tonight. No, I mean, I'll sweep that kind of stuff up. But especially here in Israel, there's a lot of dust that comes into the house every day. And we were shocked, even before we had the dog, how much dust really comes into the house every single day. I mean, the trap is like halfway full at the end of each vacuuming. And it's just sort of remarkable that there's really so much dust. So 
It's a really great way to automate it. You can find them um, online for secondhand, uh, like on sites like eBay. Uh, a lot of times you can get refurbished models directly from the manufacturer. Uh, they also have a model, this is not the model I have, but they have a model called the Scuba, which actually vacuums and cleans the floor. I, my friend has it and she totally loves it. Uh, a lot of people have robots here in Israel, <laughs> um, but it's definitely, I think, a really worthwhile investment, especially if you're having trouble, if you can't lay out the money for a cleaning person, this is a really, really helpful tool. You just set it at night before you go to sleep, or if you know you're going to go out for the day, set it during the day when you're you know, not home and who cares? Just let it do its thing. As long as there's nothing on the floor, uh, it will be fine. And it does go over floor and carpet and it makes the transition pretty seamlessly. So iRobot is really a good like automation tool, something you can outsource uh, and it's only a one-time payment plus the electricity. <clears throat> so that's all I have to say for today. I'll let you know how the dog is working out for us. We, I never thought, it's only been a week, I never really thought I could love a dog. I'm not an animal lover at all. Uh, and my husband loves animals even less than I do. <laughs> and we both love him. He's such a good dog. I think he brings like a whole sense of like calm and just, I don't know, everything just seems to be so much calmer and more relaxed in our house because he's here and I love that. Uh, he's such a good sweet dog. Like I said, we had him trained. We spent a lot <laughs> on training him. He's trained as a therapy dog. If you have a child who has an issue, it's definitely worthwhile for you to look into it. I, I really can say even in just a week, it's or almost two weeks now. It's it's made a difference in our life. Um, Tov, I want to hear your questions. Please call me and leave me a voicemail this week. I'll try to answer everything next week. I think I'm all caught up. If I forgot something, please ask me again, and I apologize if I didn't get to it earlier. Um, yeah, I really, I'm looking forward to hearing from everybody, and I want to know sort of how your Yom Tovim went. Where where did you have troubles? What can we address so that next time you're not having as much trouble? Um, one thing I forgot to mention um, was the notebooks before Yentif, uh, which is what we talked about before Pesach. But it, the same applies here. I just took out my spreadsheet from last year and I plopped in a few new details and it was so easy. I didn't have to think about it. The shopping list was already there. It made Yentif so easy for me and I had a three-day Yentif this year too. So, but thank God, no more for seven more years. <laughs> so uh, the spreadsheets, you know, I wanna know. Spreadsheets or notebooks, how is that going for you? Tell me, you know, where you're struggling. Um, and I think that I'm going to try to do another episode on time management. So please call in with your time management struggles and let me know where you're hung up and how we can address it. At, Cause I want to help you get to, you know, manage your time better. Um, Tov, please remember Hashem keeps you organized. I hope you have a successful week on your journey to organization this week, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you all next week.